Welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise, a podcast brought to you by Orlo Nutrition. We believe that nutrition shouldn't be an either-or, that you should never have to sacrifice your morals for your health or that of our home planet. Join natural products veteran Karina Belizzi and experts from around the globe as they discuss healthy solutions that are better for you and better for the planet. Welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise, a podcast brought to you by Orlo Nutrition. We believe that nutrition shouldn't be an either-or, that you should never have to sacrifice your morals for your health or that of our home planet. Join natural products veteran Karina Belizzi and experts from around the globe as they discuss healthy solutions that are better for you and better for the planet. Hello and welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise. This podcast episode marks the launch of a four-week series reflecting on Dr. William Lee's New York Times bestseller, Eat to Beat Disease, the new science of how your body can heal itself, and also his online course of the same name. This series springboards from our interview with Dr. Lee, which was episode number three. During that interview, Tia Walden and I each had a few mind-blown moments, and we knew that our journey of discovery with Dr. Lee was really just beginning. We learned that Dr. Lee hosts free masterclasses each few months on the topics covered in his book. He does this to help people continue on their health journeys, to fall in love with the food that's great for them and that can help them live their longest, fullest lives. It's on the heels of reading Dr. Lee's book, interviewing him on Nutrition Without Compromise, and reviewing a ton of his content online, that I made the decision to take the leap and ingrain this learning even further by joining his online course. So, over the course of the next four weeks, I'll share the surprises and insights that I'm taking away from this course, and I'll provide links to relevant discussion points with the show notes for each and every episode. If you are new to this show and haven't heard Dr. Lee's guest appearance on Nutrition Without Compromise, I encourage you to go back to episode three, give that show a listen, and come right back here to this series. Now, throughout this four-week course, Dr. Lee covers the five groundbreaking health defense systems of the body that he identified in Eat to Beat Disease. He talks about the foods that activate your health defense systems, sharing research from studies on human populations. This is important because while animal studies might be great for identifying toxic substances and determining LD50 levels, that's the dosage at which 50% of mice die in laboratory experiments, it isn't best for identifying how your body, a human body, will respond to dietary choices and physical activities and habits. So let's get into week one, part one of this four podcast series on Dr. William Lee's Eat to Beat Disease course. Week one serves as an introduction to much of the content of Dr. Lee's book. While it's not necessary to have and read the book to benefit from the class, I encourage you to pick up a copy and give it a read. Since it is a New York Times bestseller, your library may have a few copies on hand, and even in audiobook format. 
I encourage you to check and even consider buying a copy of this book as it acts as a really great resource. In module one, we receive a course workbook. It clocks in at 36 pages of supplementary content, and it invites us to think about our health journeys, our risk factors, and we get to know Dr. Lee. As you page through this resource, you are asked to fill in a few blanks. What are your risk factors? What environmental and occupational hazards do you encounter? What detrimental lifestyle habits do you have? Perhaps you drink too much eat too many processed foods, or maybe like me, you spent your teens and 20s smoking cigarettes. As with any well-thought-out course, the first week provides you with a foundation for the entire class. We are introduced to the five health defenses, and we learn why each is critically important to our long-term health. By the end of this week, we understand one highly technical word really well, and that's the first of the five health defenses— angiogenesis. Simply put, angiogenesis is the process our bodies use to grow new blood vessels. It is the first of the five health defenses, and like most things with regard to health, things go awry when there is either too much of it or too little. Balance is the key to almost everything as it relates to health. To stimulate healthy angiogenesis, consuming the peels of summer fruits can be immensely supportive. He specifically calls out dried apricots because you can consume more of them more easily and also dark chocolate. And I want you to keep this one of central frame right now. Dark chocolate is one of the things that actually stimulates all five of the five health defenses. So keep that one in mind. The second of the five health defenses is regeneration. And in this case, we aren't talking about regeneration in the sense of regenerative agriculture or regenerative businesses. We're talking about regeneration from a stem cell perspective. Now, we all know that some lizards that lose their tails can regrow them. And while we may not be able to regrow a limb, our bodies are regenerating from the inside out every single day through the magic of stem cells. Again here, some are good and some are bad. Bad stem cells can create cancerous tumors that come back even when they've been eradicated. Good stem cells keep you vital, healthy, and strong. And with this section, both from the book and the course, came my first surprise. Many foods can stimulate the body's stem cells. So while the age-old adage, you are what you eat, isn't exactly accurate, it can be indicative of how healthy a stem cell system you're operating. The liver provides a really great example of what our bodies are capable of, because the liver can regenerate to full capacity from only one-third of its original size. So if you had to remove two-thirds of your liver, the other one-third could regrow to its full size, so long as that one-third of your remaining liver is healthy. Foods that are high in vitamin C and other antioxidants are great to support regeneration of the liver because they reduce inflammation. Number three, microbiome health. As we head into the topic of our microbiome, we confront the reality that our bodies are made of more foreign matter than our own, with 39 trillion bacteria that inhabit our bodies, mostly in our guts, but also in our skin. The food we eat affects our microbiome, and our microbiome's health affects how well we absorb the nutrients from our food. 
We eat the right foods and our microbiome thrives. We eat too many processed foods and junk food and it suffers. You may have heard of candida flare-ups, otherwise known as yeast infections. If you shop at a health food store, you may even have seen products on the shelf that purport to help you get your candida under control. One great way to do this is to stop consuming excess sugar, up your consumption of healthy bacteria containing foods and fermented foods, and you'll be less likely to have a gut microbiome that's completely out of whack and forces you to crave more sugar. Really, you can attack these problems, these potential states of dis-ease, by simply eating a more varied diet, rich in plants with minimal exposure to additive sugars and highly processed food-like substances. Now, you may notice that I said food-like. That's right. We can eat things that are edible, but that are yet not really foods. So I'll use this term food-like throughout this series. The fourth health defense system is DNA protection. Our DNA is hardwired to protect ourselves against the environment. We are exposed to ultraviolet rays that can damage our DNA and cause skin cancer. This hits a little too near and dear to my own experience as I lost my maternal grandmother at the age of 63 to melanoma. I even have a few spots known as actinic keratosis on my temples. They are considered precancerous. I have to keep watch on them. Fortunately, eating the right foods and controlling exposure to UV light can really help us. In a similar way, air pollution also affects our DNA. This could be as simple as the fumes you inhale while pumping gas. So stand downwind to avoid these ravaging effects. Our DNA can actually repair damage, and as Dr. Lee shares, pave it over like fixing a pothole. And if you've ever heard of telomeres, These are like caps on the end of our DNA strands that protect our DNA. We can reduce their slow erosion, and we'll learn more about them throughout this course. The fifth health defense system, and final, is the immune system. Its entire purpose is to defend us from enemies on the outside, like bacteria and viruses that can harm us, but also to stand against internal enemies like cancer. He invites us to think of them as super soldiers that each have their own weapons and specialties to guard and protect our health. They're even coordinated, much like an army. You see, the body has redundant ways of protecting our bodies, and it remembers the old invaders so it can combat them with greater ease the next time it encounters them. So now you have the foundation for this course, the five systems that support your health and longevity. As we continue in our work, reading this book, and reviewing the video courses, we will gain a deeper understanding of each of these five systems and have more examples of the protective foods that support our health and improve our five defenses. But before we close this week's coverage, I'm going to share with you some of the surprises that came out of this week's content. Much of this was actually from his weekly office hours, hosted exclusively for those that are taking the course, because he takes specific community questions and answers them as specifically as possible. He reminds us that none of this is actually to treat, diagnose, or cure anyone, because he cannot make specific recommendations to any one person who isn't in treatment with him. All of us are different, but there are also some generalities we can learn from. Okay, here goes. Surprise number one microwaves, the good, the bad, and the super ugly. 
Did you know that temperatures in microwaved food are hotter than temperatures we normally encounter on Earth? You see, advanced glycation end products, you know, that that acronym is A-G-E for age, might age you. Advanced glycation end products are made when we microwave carbohydrates specifically. This means they are essentially made into plastics. While they are still edible, your body can't really process them. They have now become food-like substances. They'll clog you up. He notes that liquids can be microwaved without issue, but foods with proteins and carbohydrates? Not so much. Here's another surprise about microwaves. Opening your microwaves before it's done running and the fan is off is a big no-no. You're essentially getting a blast of microwaves in the face when you do this. I am guilty of this. I will start that one minute timer just by clicking the one button and open it after 30 seconds. I did not know this. I'm going to cease using my microwave in this way. In fact, I'm going to convert to only microwaving water (laughs) or coffee, something very, very simple in the microwave. No more pasta, that's for sure. The final surprise with microwaves is that Dr. Lee uses his for storage. I picture cookbooks and spices sitting within it, and I think that's a really good use of space. Surprise number two from this week's course is that Viagra may actually be helpful for something far beyond erectile dysfunction. People who were taking Viagra had a 70% decreased risk of developing Alzheimer's. We don't know exactly why, but the answer might relate to blood flow. Getting better blood flow in every part of your body, including your brain, may be one key to why this works. Nitric oxide production may be another reason that Viagra works this way. Nitric oxide stimulates stem cells, regenerating organs. So how do we naturally, meaning with food, increase our nitric oxide levels? One way is through consuming things like beet juice, which is high in nitrogen and increases your nitric oxide levels. If you want to eat beets, that's another way, but you have to chew them up really, really well, or you can just drink that beet juice. Surprise number three. While stress increases cortisol levels and can be deleterious to your health, food has an impact on how your body actually is affected by that stress. Foods to avoid include alcohol, junk food, ultra-processed foods or food-like substances, and fatty foods. Instead, choose tree nuts, plant-based foods, dark chocolate, there's that dark chocolate again, teas like chamomile and hibiscus. These things will actually support your body's natural ability to combat stress. Surprise number four, coffee is rich in chlorogenic acid. It activates your immune system your stem cells, and is DNA protective. But you shouldn't mix that coffee with milk, at least not dairy milk, because it will inhibit the absorption of the chlorogenic acid. Nut milks are just fine, and that's how I take mine. Surprise number five, many of the fats used to fry foods are actually fried with saturated fats. We've all known that fried food is bad for us, but did you know that when you dine out and you get fried food, It's most often fried in not liquid fats like the essential omega-6 that's high in plant oils like corn or canola oil, but saturated fats or even partially or fully hydrogenated fats, otherwise known as trans fats. Saturated fats are solid at room temperature. This makes them less fluid and flexible within our bodies. 
So it makes sense that for this reason, fried foods, especially those that you aren't making in your own home, are doubly bad for your health. Now I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain of some big fat truths that I've learned along the way working in the omega-3 industry for the past 20 years. I've gained a deep understanding of what makes consumptions of trans fats a very, very bad thing. And I want to share the basics of that with you now. You see, our cells will use whatever fats are present in our diets to make our cell walls. Cell walls that are made with rigid fats like saturated fats and trans fats will be less fluid, less flexible, and less able to eliminate waste and absorb nutrients than cells made with healthier liquid fats like the omega-3s and omega-6s that are considered essential. Trans fats are plain and simply very bad for us. They are fats that are more similar to plastic than to real food. I'd even hasten to not call them food-like substances. They're simply plastic. And in all actuality, they are only one carbon different from plastic. Here's an in-home test that you can do to see a real-life demonstration of why trans fats should be wholly avoided. Put some margarine out in your garage or outside. You'll notice that insects leave it alone. Now put a stick of butter out, and you'll notice insects, including flies, will come right on over. This is because trans fats aren't really food anymore. They are created by bubbling hydrogen molecules through a liquid fat that's under high heat, high pressure, and also while being exposed to other chemicals that can be harmful to your health. Like most highly processed foods, trans fats are simply not good for you. And if you consume trans fats, whether they are partially hydrogenated or fully hydrogenated, they actually inhibit some of your body's natural enzymatic processes. They inhibit your ability to turn the alpha linolenic acid that's in flax oil or walnuts or other omega-3s that are plant-sourced into eicosapentaenoic acid, otherwise known as EPA, or docosahexaenoic acid, also known as DHA. These powerful omega-3s are the omega-3s that your body requires to operate optimally. Half of the fat in your brain is actually made from DHA. So if you consume trans fats, you're inhibiting your body's ability to turn ALA from plant oils into EPA and DHA. Does that sound smart? In this week's content, Dr. Lee also had a thing or two to say about omega-3. He shares that omega-3s as dietary supplements or from food are hugely protective for your long-term brain health and your heart health. If you aim to get your omega-3 from food, he counsels us to remember that fish get their omega-3, EPA, and DHA from the algae they eat. Bigger fish bioaccumulate it from smaller fish that feed on algae. But they also bioaccumulate toxins that are present in our environment. So taking an algae supplement that supplies a direct source of EPA and DHA without bioaccumulating the toxins that you might see in fish is a really great way to ensure that you're getting enough of these important fats. You can also find omega-3s in plant sources like walnuts and flax seeds, but because those are only supplying ALA or alpha-linolenic acid and not EPA and DHA, it's not as health-promoting as getting it directly from the EPA and DHA itself. Consuming enough omega-3 can be a major preventative measure to protect your body from developing disease states later in life or really any time in life. And here I would be remiss if I didn't mention our sponsor, 
Orlo Nutrition. With Orlo, we have created the world's first carbon-negative omega-3. We grow our algae in artificial intelligence-optimized conditions, AI-optimized conditions, at our aquaculture plant house in Iceland. You could think of it like a highly technological approach to vertical farming with algae. Since we only use green energy to grow our algae, and since we minimally process it, you end up with an end product that contains micronutrients from the algae itself, including the polar lipids, phospholipids, and glycolipids that make it even more effective than an omega-3 from fish. This aids in its absorption. And this means that Orlo omega-3 products are actually more bioavailable than fish oils and algae oils in the natural triglyceride form. It's even more absorbable than krill oil, which contains the polar lipid phospholipids. Plus, because we're not impacting marine ecosystems and we're growing in a controlled environment 24-7, you don't have to worry about environmental pollutants or fluctuations in the potency or seasonal availability of our omegas. We even use 99% less water and land resources compared to other nutrition sources, including soy cultivation, animal meat production, or even other algae that's grown in open ponds. And for every month's supply, we're saving 1.1 kilograms of CO2 equivalent from the atmosphere and 110 pelagic fish from being fished from the oceans. I think it's time to step off of my big fat soapbox and summarize the key takeaways from this week. First, this course is a fantastic supplement to the book, Eat to Beat Disease, the new science of how your body can heal itself. Second, you will become acquainted with the five health defenses, angiogenesis, regeneration, the microbiome, DNA protection, and also the immune system. Third, you will encounter surprises that both make a lot of sense to you and which you will wish you'd known for years. Personally, I now know that I will never microwave pasta again. Before we close this week, I want to reflect for a moment on how Dr. Lee closes this module. He invites us, all of us, to fall in love with foods that are documented in scientific research to be great for our health. He invites us to explore the delicious bounty and variety of foods that can help each and every one of us eat to beat disease while truly enjoying the food we put on our plates. He reminds us that we shouldn't eat to the point of being full, but 80% full, where our tanks are energized but not spilling over. He invites us to say goodbye to the clean plate brigade and hello to greater health. Each of our reasons for reading this book, for listening to this podcast, and for even taking this course may differ. For those of you that are fascinated by the content within this series thus far, or who have been intrigued by all the knowledge Dr. Lee shares online via his YouTube channel, his TikTok, Instagram, and more, I encourage you to sign up for his email list, put his next free masterclass on your roster, and consider whether taking his four-week course the next time it is offered is right for you. I've spent 20 years working in the natural channel, formulating supplements, and reading a ton of research. And I'm finding so much valuable content through this connection to Dr. Lee that I really can't say enough good things. So if you made it this far, I want to encourage you to open your mind to discovery. Subscribe to this show too, 
so you're sure to be alerted when the next episode in this series drops. And be sure to reach out with any questions that you have about what I've shared thus far. You can reach me via email by sending a note to hello at orlonutrition.com. And in the spirit of Dr. Lee's work, I'm going to ask you to raise a single glass of wine, a single beer, or a cup of black coffee or green tea as I say my parting words. Here's to your health. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Without Compromise. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, visit orlonutrition.com and join our mailing list. You'll gain access to complete show notes, features, and informative blogs because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Without Compromise. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, visit orlonutrition.com and join our mailing list. You'll gain access to complete show notes, features, and informative blogs because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or.